scar to scar. So let's get ready for a Money Mondays discussion. What's going on here? Let me go live. Cool. It's working out. And we're live on Podbean. So we haven't been on live uh, with our Podbean podcasting in quite a while. So we'll make it quick because we have the uh, the big Final Four championship tonight. But we want to have a quick conversation uh, about money. That's why we have Money Monday. So I'm Artist Keith. I'm your host for Money Mondays. A quick conversation that we have on Mondays about money. And the reason why we have these conversations is because, frankly, we need to be able to talk about money in a very non-intimidating environment. And so we've been having these discussions about money for almost three years now. We primarily do them on Mondays, but the idea is that we talk about money. So when you're when you're dealing with money issues that you feel less intimidated. I am not um, a financial professional, but this is a hobby and something that I, I love talking about because I realize how many people have struggles with understanding how money works. So we have these Money Mondays discussions and we welcome anybody to have the discussions. We have people that, that watch that are financial professionals. We have people that watch that are not. And we just want to have a good conversation about money. <clears throat> and a lot of times we try to tr- try to make the um, not as practical, not as common more practical and more common. We try to demystify some of these conversations that we have about some of these terms that seem to be intimidating, but they are really not. So tonight we are having a conversation about credit scores, right? People are like, oh no, everybody's trying to sell me credit services, how to repair my credit, how to improve my credit. And that's good because again, credit is leverage. Credit is essentially uh, your uh, your record of trustworthiness. Uh, Kathy Conley Jones, who has had a conversation with us plenty of times about insurance tools and about how to manage money. That's one of her favorite sayings. And a lot of people uh, have that same saying is that your credit score demonstrates your trustworthiness and your ability to be able to pay bills on time. And so when we have these conversations, um, understand I'm not just throwing stuff out. I'm hoping that some of these topics we talk about are very useful to your day-to-day life. So with that said, I had a conversation uh, with the young man. It's like a nephew to me. Matter of fact, just call him my nephew. And this was our second conversation and our second meeting uh, was last Saturday. And we were talking about how to improve his financial uh, strategy and plan. Right. He generates a nice amount of income, but he's unable to save. And he was unable to save because he just had not sat down and really logged and evaluated where his spending was going. So our first meeting, we sat down and we talked about what he was spending, how he was spending it and why he was spending it. Right. And uh, I'm, I'm the killjoy. You know, when I show up, you know, it's always, oh, well, why are you doing this? Well, you know, you're wasting money here. So I understand, like people say, some people come in. And they're the uh, they're the sunny sunshine on the conversation. I tend to be looked at as the the the, the rain cloud. You know, I come in with, well, why are you doing this? Why don't we reevaluate this? And so, you know, where you're having fun, I I tend to be um, 
giving you suggestions that don't seem so fun, but the goal is to help you reach your financial goals. The same way I got a, uh, a challenge with making sure that I stay within my plans of reaching financial goals. Other people do too. And so I try to hold myself accountable. And if you ask me for help, I try to hold you accountable. And again, this is not anything that I do professionally. This is something that I do as a hobby and as a concern for our community. And so with that said, uh, we were sitting talking. And so from our first meeting to our second meeting, which was about four weeks, I think roughly about four weeks, he has made tremendous strides in being more disciplined with what he doesn't spend money on. So a lot of people are excited about hookah lounges and that. So he will spend a lot of money on hookah lounges. He will spend a lot of money in random purchases at uh, like Quick Trip, you know, Walgreens. You go in, you're hungry, you see it, you buy it, and that's a challenge. So um, that's what he and I were working on, really looking at his personal finances and reevaluating how he was um, impulse spending and how he strategically needed to save more. And when he came back to meet with me the second time, impressive. I'm so proud of him because all of the habits that we would consider bad or undisciplined, he completely changed. Like he, you know, he reduced, he was, let's say he was spending X amount of dollars a month on uh, entertainment. Now he cut that down probably 75%, right? Which allowed him to be able to save a tremendous amount of money. But that's not what we're talking about tonight on Money Mondays. What we're talking about is when we got to the discussion about his credit score, right? And so we start talking about his credit score. And his credit score is roughly about 650 to 670 on average, right? But this is the killer. He has less than $5,000 in debt. The dude makes that in a month, right? He can net he can net that in two months. So the killer was, and, and when I say that, he's able to save that, you know, probably in a two-month period while still meeting his other financial investing and savings goals, right? And so we sat down and we had a conversation, stuff that most people already know um, about how your credit score is calculated. We do know that it is not a um, always reasonable calculation. Clearly, they have a method that they use to calculate these things for their own particular reasoning. But most of us know that your credit card, um, your credit card usage. So, say for instance, if you have five thousand dollars in credit card debt and five thousand dollars in a home loan or a personal um, fixed finance loan then the credit card debt weighs more heavily in the calculation, which brings your score down more. So we talked about that. So he didn't realize that. I know a lot of people do, but this is why it's important to have these conversations about money because you never know who knows what. And we all should be in the situation that each one teach one. I don't care if they're five years old. If they know how to spend money, you need to be talking to them about money. And I don't care if they're 50 years old and you assume that they're meeting all their financial goals and all this. We still need to have conversations about money because there's still things that slide under the radar that we don't know about. Right. So we start talking about that. He didn't realize that. I said, yeah. So if you took your credit card debt, which is nothing, we'll get to that. We took your credit card debt and you wrote that into a personal loan. I said that would immediately impact your score and improve it. I said, so that was one area, right? 
And so the other thing that he wasn't familiar with was he wasn't quite familiar with why his credit card utilization was bringing his score down. So his credit card utilization was 46%, right? And so it said 46%, but this is the killer. And I'm saying this, he doesn't know I'm using him as an example, so I'm not using his name, but this was the killer. He had 46% credit card utilization, but he paid his credit card off every month. Now, I know somebody sitting at home sitting like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, how do, what do you mean he paid it off every month, yet it was sitting on his credit score as a 46% utilization? You know why? Because he paid it off every month after or at the due date, which means every time they processed it, they were processing it and still keeping it on before his payment hit. So instead of having a zero balance and having no credit card utilization showing up on his account, every month it looks like he's using half of his credit card um, spending limit. It's crazy, but that was impacting his credit score. It is impacting his credit score and it's impacting to the point of 46%. Why? Because he really doesn't spend much on his credit card. His credit card uh, limit is very low because he, he's cash strong. So he spent a lot of stuff. He spent a lot with cash. But the reality of it is, is that the cash that he's spending to pay off his credit card is still weighing his credit score down. So we had a conversation about that. So again, it was a surprise to him because it seems silly if you don't know, but their calculations work like this. When they're calculating your credit score, how they measure and weigh different things work like that. And so if your credit card is being, if you're paying it on the due date or close to the due date, and then they process the next cycle for the next month, and you still have a debt on that credit card, it shows like you're carrying over a balance. Well, if he took away the 46% utilization, which is a, really a, a, a zero percent utilization because he's paying off at the end of every month, that 46% wouldn't be dragging his credit score down. So there were two simple things immediately that we talked about that were dragging his score down and, and he wasn't aware of. And so that's the great part about us all being able to talk about these topics is that some simple things that can improve your score tremendously can be discovered with just a few conversations. I know it's hard for all of us to talk about money. It's hard for us to talk about um, how much money we have, how much money we don't have. It's a vulnerable space. It's a very protective space. It's a very fearful space, but this is space that we all need to talk about because you need to be able to utilize as much of the money that you're making as you can, right? And so we talked about that. And so he was like, wow. Then the other thing that he didn't realize was he had, um, he had a collection, right? So I'm like, oh, let me look. Because he had no late payments. So his credit score, like I mentioned earlier, where, what it was, 650 on average, 670. But he had no late payments. And if he had them, they had dropped off because they weren't showing. They weren't even showing in, in, the, in the account history. But he had two collections sitting on there. And the collections less, were less than $400 total, less than $500 total. He could pay that off. 
And so he had tried to dispute them, but they gave him problems. So what I told him is continue to dispute them, but go ahead and pay them off. Just go ahead and pay up because you got the money. Go ahead and pay it off because your his total debt was less than $5,000. And like I said, he's able to generate $5,000 while reaching his savings goals in, in, in two months. So that was dragging down his credit score too. And again, we're talking about simple things that could take his credit score in a matter of months from 650, 670 to 750, 770. You can hardly hear me, but I definitely need to hear this. Okay. I don't know why. So I don't know if I'm shouldn't, shouldn't be okay. I'm also on Instagram. So if you're having a hard time hearing me on, um, on Facebook, jump over to Instagram and see if you can hear me better. But yeah, so we looked at the credit score that way. Right. That's my cousin, Chris. Yeah, I know whatever. So um, and we looked at the credit score that way. And so he realized, OK, let me go ahead and pay off the debt, because the, even though it's in collections and, it, and it's bad on your credit score calculation, go ahead and pay it off because he's already tried to dispute it and you keep postponing it. It's still holding your credit score back. My opinion, go ahead and pay it off and then dispute it. Um, and you say, well, why dispute if you're gonna pay it off? Well, dispute it to see if they can remove it from your credit, um, your credit score calculation, right? Because the reality of it is, is that those are small, tiddly things that he could pay off. Then I told him, once you get all that stuff in order, once you, once you pay off the credit card debt, because the credit card debt again was less than 500 bucks. Once you realize that, um, you need to pay, I told him, I told him, I suggested to him that. Any of his revolving debt, if the due date is the 23rd of that month, try to pay it seven to 10 days prior to. The process is still the same. You're still paying it off, but it doesn't show up when they're processing and cycling the next month, right? So these things are important because all of these little things drag down your credit scoring. So he was thinking like, well, well it sounds stupid, but timing, timing matters. To pay your pay your bill on a due date versus paying it and knowing that seven days before that they've received the payment is clear and now you don't have a balance and you're actually having a you're 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 rotating a zero balance to the next payment cycle makes a huge difference. It takes your utilization of it was maybe like Maybe his credit card was five hundred dollars, and he was using two fifty a month and paying it off. But it's it was weighing on his credit card utilization at forty six percent. So that's a that's a credit score killer. And yeah, it, it's looking at a lot of different things, but all of these things matter when they're calculating your credit score. So this is the other thing he didn't realize is that he had paid off some um, some loans that he had, and he had paid off I think a credit card, and then he closed them. Well, what did that do? Well, that killed his credit card history. So this is another thing that they take into account. They take into account how long you've had a credit, uh, credit card, a loan, whatever, because they want to look at your credit history as part of that evaluation process to determine your score, right? So if they look at your credit card history and they see, oh man, he's got 18 years of credit, that's a longer, um, uh, longer duration to evaluate how effectively you can manage and use credit. But what happened was once he paid that credit off that he had like 10, 12 years, 
and then he closed those accounts, then his credit only looked like he had credit for about a year and a half. Well, that kills your score because, you know, no credit is not as bad as bad credit, but no credit is pretty bad because now they don't have that part of that calculation and that help hurts your score. So him having a year and a half showing on his entire credit history was hurting his score as well. So we just went through all of these things. And if you missed it, just go back and check it out on the video. But we just went through all of these little piddly nonsensical things that was taking this young man's credit score down to 650 and 670. And if he just clears those things up, his credit score will probably easily jump up to a 750, 780, you know, maybe 800, who knows, but, you know, who knows. But with that, with those little adjustments, it makes a huge difference, right? So I'm going to go, I'm not going to go through all of them. You just look at the video. But once we were done talking, he had a better understanding of how the credit score was factored in, how it was evaluated, how it was calculated. Now, again, I don't know the exact calculations, but I know the things that impact your score and that are harmful to your score and the things that are helpful to your score. So if you show a limited credit history, that's harmful to your score. The longer your credit history they use to evaluate your credit worthiness, the better your score can potentially be. Your credit card utilization, the more you utilize it, the lower your score gets. Yeah, I know they give you credit, but supposed to use it i get it i get all that it doesn't seem to make sense I'm just telling you the types of things that they use to evaluate your credit worthiness so you know it, something as simple as you paying off your credit card every month is critical it's, it's it's major um so i told the young man told my nephew i said look you're doing an excellent job you know i told him i want to be like him when i grow up because his ability to be able to generate cash he's cash strong and his opportunity to be able to, to reduce his debt and um, and really and really operate with no debt except for debt that he may want to use in the near future to make some investments, um, mixed property investments, because we, the whole reason why we were talking was we were looking for opportunity for him to be able to save more of his money and for some of his entertainment and some of his other needs that he can make an investment that could pay for those needs. But first, we had to look at his overall personal finances. And in looking at his overall personal finances, we ended up having to look at his credit score. And that, that allowed us to be able to see some of the basic, subtle things, habits that he had that were hurting his score when he really wasn't, um, he really didn't have a, a bad payment history. He really wasn't utilizing a lot of credit. I, you know, I said earlier, for those who missed it, he was utilizing 46% of his available credit card revolving um, revolving debt. But the reality of it is he was really paying it off every month. But the timing in when he was paying it off made a huge difference. So my suggestion to him was, hey, pay it off seven to 10 days before the due date. That way you make sure your payment gets in and that that uh, that expense, that debt is not being cycled over into the next month and them adding a finance charge to it and that's showing on your credit card. Again, Money Mondays is just our opportunity to talk about some basic money topics, sometimes some complex money topics, but we all need to just know and understand more. We need to share more information uh, with our family, with our community, because it's the subtle things. Just think about this. With a credit score of 670, he's paying a tremendous amount more 
to borrow money, if he wanted to buy a piece of commercial property or if he wanted to do something, he's paying significantly more to borrow that money than if his credit score was a 775 or if his credit score was a 790. That's night and day. That's, uh, that, that, that's you know, 10, 15% worth of money saved that he could be putting toward his savings versus um, versus using that money to finance something he's trying to do at a worse credit score or or the higher interest rate. So that's the reason why we have these money money conversations. Not so that people can come on and be like, "Oh, I know everything about money." That's not my that's not my deal. If you all need advice about money, I know some great financial professionals that I can introduce you to. Um, if you need insurance information, visit artistinsurance.com. We're upgrading that website soon, so uh, you can visit it now and it'll still function, but it'll look better within the next couple of weeks. We'll relaunch that. If you haven't seen the new Turn Group uh, Technologies website, turngroup.com, please visit it. Um, because again, we all are out here trying to create more income. And the more streams of income that you have, what's going on, Karen? More streams of income that you have. That's just not a, that's not a cliche. It's like you need to structure your income where you can create money while you're sleeping and it's not magic it's not easy but you have to have a strategy with it and that doesn't that does not mean you have to quit your job that means you can do that and develop side businesses that can become primary businesses you know a lot of times people say quit your job and you know they're mistreating you blah 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 create a side business once you replace the income that the company you're working for is paying you then step out on your own step out on faith okay tiffany of course, we can connect. Just, just hit me up, um, because the reality of it is, is that this is a journey, you know, and not a destination. Like we make good decisions, we make bad decisions. Sometimes we don't even re- realize we're making bad decisions. But again, we have to be able to understand what's going on with money. We have to understand how money works. You know, money is magnitude, size of money, right? It's direction. Which way is that money going, right? And it's time. How long can we be able to? utilize and invest this money and create um net you know um value and wealth as you start to make invest and everybody's measure is different you know sometimes people want to um you know be able to save an extra thousand twenty five hundred a month sometimes people want to be able to save um a hundred thousand dollars in a month who knows you know whatever your goal is is your personal goal the idea that you create a strategy, you understand how money works is the real key. And so that's why we have these money, money conversations. And um, again, we're going to start going to pie beam again. I was trying to do more production on the front end and back end, but I don't have time for that. We get the information out. If the information is helpful, please share with your friends and family. Uh, we have money Mondays with artist Keith, which is a group on Facebook. Please join the group. Please share that. There are tons of videos that go back three years about all different types of topics please take a look at those uh we'll start to download the audio and put those on the artistkeep.com website if you haven't been to artistkeep.com we've redone that uh check take a look at that we're going to start putting lesson plans for uh how to learn excel how to invest we're putting all that together so you know when you start understanding your purpose you know you start working in your purpose and you start thanking god for you know, the friends and the family you have around you that support you. Hey, you know, you can't beat that. So I got good family. I got good friends. And we're going to continue to share information that's going to be helpful to our community. And that's all I got to say. So 
appreciate you all watching Money Mondays. I appreciate you all tuning in. Please share this with your friends. Again, this conversation, it starts off talking about how we were having a conversation with my nephew about being able to manage money, but it really is a conversation tonight about credit and how subtle things impact your credit that you may not even know about. So I'm a firm user of Credit Karma. Not that I'm I'm endorsing them, but I think they have some useful tools on Credit Karma. I use the app. I look at um, all the things that are reported there. I caught something they were trying to put on my credit uh, report that wasn't mine. So I reported it, disputed it. So stay on top of what's going on because there's there are entities out here that are scoring your credit and it impacts how you're able to move in life, how you're able to create wealth, how you're able to invest in property, invest in um, vehicles, whatever you're trying to do. When your credit score does not represent your credit worthiness, it's costing you more to live your life. It's costing you more of your money. So that's what we're working on. So next week, I don't know what we'll talk about, but, you know, we, we'll talk about anything from a P ratio to um, the 10 year bond yield to how you should be investing your money. Right. So I appreciate you all watching. Please share this uh, with your friends and your family. And I will see you all soon. All right. Bye. All these platforms. That.